Hey, welcome. It's seven minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. All right, let me uh, let me see if I can clarify this. Actually, Brian, I need your help on this. An author has come out as a transgender man after his husband transitioned from male to female, and the couple now live in a four-way relationship with their trans lovers. <laughs> uh, Rowan and Jet Knox, formerly known as Amanda and Jet Knox, announced on his social media uh, in August that he was reintroducing himself as a trans man. The Toronto-based writer and activist who started taking testosterone earlier this week follows the footsteps of his husband-turned-wife and son-turned-daughter. Uh, Knox's wife, Zoe, was previously known as Mark, but came out as transgender in July. Uh, after 19 years of marriage, uh, the pair's daughter, Alexis, revealed that she was transgender in 2014. Rowan says he, too, was born in the wrong body, but that it took a long time to come to terms with his true gender. Rowan and Zoe live with their transgender partners, Danny and Dom, or Dame, uh, in the same Toronto house. Danny and Dame are themselves a couple. I'm confused. I, I mean, I literally, I, they got a photograph and I can't tell who's what. Uh, what a horribly ugly family picture this is. <laughs> is it like an open family relationship, too? or uh, Rowan describes the unusual relationship as polycule. What the hell is that? <laughs> uh, he previously shared his delight at realizing he was non-binary before coming out as transgender. Uh, trans joy is infectious. So there's a picture of the four of them um, standing in it. It would not be the Christmas card that I would send. You know, some families will send out a picture of the family. and Kind of like your driver's license photo, right? Oh, geez, this is worse, Brian. <laughs> it's hard to believe, but it's actually worse. It's actually worse. Oh, these people are crazy. I'm sorry if you're trans. You really do. You, you got a, a mental problem. Uh, truly, you do. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. For uh, the balance of the program, we will periodically go back to this Matt Gates speech. I can't play the whole thing because it's way too long. Uh, but it's definitely um, it, it definitely worth listening to. Uh, do I agree with him on everything? No. Uh, but... Standing on principle was not easy, and he did, and I uh, I thought it was pretty good. You got a list, Brian, of 13 things, home improvements, that might require a permit? Yeah, I saw that this weekend. I was like, oh, my, I'm in deep, deep, deep trouble. Yeah, I was looking through this list, and you're guilty of a lot of this. Yeah. So, apparently, um, if you, now, I don't think you built a retaining wall, did you? Uh, yeah, I kind of did. Uh-oh. Uh -huh. uh, retaining walls can often be built. Uh, many DIYers can set up a retaining wall over the weekend. But uh, some cities, you have to have a permit for any hardscaping. Why would you need a permit to put up a retaining wall, Brian? Well, because you're, you're too, too stupid. stupid. Right, see. yeah. 
Uh, you get a leak in the roof. You you go up there and you you, you can't you, fix it yourself, huh? Well, I I did. A, I put a whole new garage roof on my house in Cleveland. By I yourself? did it myself, huh? Oh yeah, you can't do that yourself. Many locations require permits for new roofs, and even uh, some even require for patches that are bigger than a certain size. Got to pull that permit, pay the government, come out and inspect it. You know, I'm, at least I'm in the clear with the electrical outlets that I added recently. You got a permit? I uh, no, huh? No. Oh, the, you you got a problem? Oh, I do. Oh, uh, I missed that one. Adding Darn electrical it. outlets. I'd permit. only known. Yes. Um, permit requirements stipulated by uh, stringent municipalities often surprise DIYers doing basic wiring, even in states that permit homeowners to work on their own homes. You mean? There are states that will actually let you work on something you own? I can't imagine. Uh, well, they shouldn't be able to do that because no, you're, you're too, too stupid. stupid. Yeah. Uh, window and door replacements. Surely you don't need a permit to replace your windows. You do, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But, you know, I've actually got uh, solid help in that department from... Uh, knowledgeable contractor here in town. I don't mess with stuff that goes way beyond my pay grade. Did Did you get a permit? No, but I'm oh, sure well, the contractor. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You could have done it right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Adding a new residential window or exterior door where there wasn't one before almost always requires a permit. But did you know that some municipalities require a permit for a straight replacement as well? Well, Brian. Yeah, I am calling the house police on you. <laughs> now, I'm covered because my contractor took care of all of that. Uh, you mean got permits? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure they did, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. So I'm safe <laughs> in that arena. Um, well, you know, it, it seems to me, Brian, that I recall you actually um, built a deck. You weren't supposed to bring that up. And you waterproofed your basement. Yeah, you weren't supposed to bring that up either. Can we move on to a different topic? Let's close out this list with one more <laughs> exterior project, a deck. A simple ground-level deck is within the skill level of most DIYers, but you probably need a permit for the work. Because <laughs> you're too stupid. And while a basement remodel is a great DIY project, particularly if it's uh, if it was originally unfinished, it requires a permit. And it's especially important to adhere to code requirements about clearance around electrical breaker boxes, furnace, and other mechanicals. So, man, if I had known these things in advance, I would have never gone through the renovations that we had. Whew. You, know, you come to think of it, you didn't do any of those things, did you? No, 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 I, no. I, I didn't do that. Absolutely not. Yeah. All right. Uh, it, it just uh, another example of uh, the, the ignorance of big government. Everybody is talking about this uh, this uh, a polling data that was released. Public opinion polls are a snapshot in time. Writes the Wall Street Journal, and results can change quickly in politics. And uh, as uh, events intrude, 
But the polls have been sending Democrats and President Biden the same election warning for months. Perhaps they should eventually start listening. This is a New York Times poll. Uh, and they looked at the battleground states to see how Trump stands up against Biden. And it is, according to the Wall Street Journal, a five-alarm fire for Democrats a year before the election. Shows Mr. Biden losing to Donald Trump in five of the six states on which the 2024 election is likely to hang. Again, and, and I, I mentioned this earlier in the program, uh, if, if I were the, the Republicans, I would be challenging Biden to drop out. You know, I'd be saying, eh, you're going to drop out. You're, come on, you're afraid of us, and we all know it. We know you're doing such a lousy job, you're just scared to death of us. That's how I would handle this, uh, just to make sure that, in fact, Biden hangs in there. Because he's the Republicans' best bet. If Donald Trump is the nominee of the Republican Party, Joe Biden is their best bet. And they need to do, they need to pull a Claire McCaskill on the Democrats. Oh, he is such a good progressive. I, I mean, that's literally, they've got to taunt this guy to make sure he runs. Oh, we are, we are so afraid of him because he is such a concerned progressive. He's, we, we really fear him. Because that's the key to winning. Uh, now, Jonathan Carl, looking at the polling data, doesn't actually um, think that, well, what he thinks is that you're just not looking carefully at Biden. Uh, otherwise, you'd, you would certainly be supporting him. At least that's the uh oh. I think we're gonna. If get you choose not to listen to me right yes. now, don't get mad at me when you spend more no, money no, than you no, need no, to. No, Thrifted no, no. is your ultimate <laughs> shopping buddy. I actually worked it out so that we didn't have to listen to that ad, and it still came up to haunt me. Here we go. Let's see if we can get this to work. I cannot believe how horribly this has gone for me. There we go. Now. It's still going badly for me. I, I'm starting to hate computers, Brian. Just now? Well, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because it's not supposed to be doing what it's doing. I worked hard to make sure that when I hit the button, here we go. Including some rather large leads in Nevada and Arizona. Yeah, it's not an outlier. We've seen similar polls like this that show in that hypothetical matchup, which doesn't seem all that hypothetical anymore, of Biden uh, versus Trump. It shows that he can actually win and is leading in these battleground states. But, George, I have to tell you, one thing to consider here is... Uh, you know, Trump has been in the news over the last year or so based on the uh, on these criminal cases, uh, the civil case in New York. But people have not been paying attention to what.
Trump has become. Trump, since he left the White House, and this is really the theme of my book, uh, has become more detached from reality than he ever was even in the White House. If you think of where we were in January of 2021, uh, that's the starting point for where a Trump presidency would be next time around. So I think he's had largely, believe it or not, a, a free ride. Again, the criminal cases we know about, but what he's thinking, what he's doing. He, he had a, a, a speech just the other day in Texas where he referred to the people that are in prison because they attacked the U.S. Capitol and beat up police officers. He called them not prisoners, but hostages. Um, he, you know, we talk about Biden's age a lot. Biden's negatives are on television every day. You see them. Um, Trump, is, Trump has become also increasingly uh, confused about things. He, sometimes he thinks that he lost uh, to Obama in the last election. He confuses uh, basic facts, uh, says some rather strange things, but there isn't much. Now, let me get this straight, Jonathan Carl. Donald Trump, you, you realize that Donald Trump is losing command of his faculties. And you come out and write a book about this and you do these interviews that you think Donald Trump is not in touch with reality. Where were you when Joe Biden was running last time? This is so patently obvious to you. Why wasn't Joe Biden's mental capacity, you know, front and center for you? Why didn't you write a book about him before the election? No, no, just just Donald Trump, because you're just another left-leaning, clearly politically out Democrat. So, yeah, Joe Biden uh, is is, you know, and has been for the last six years in public uh, in public view, full public view. Not in touch with reality. But nobody was writing about this in mainstream media. But suddenly, well, we got Donald Trump. We can make the case here. Unbelievable. That's truly, it's, it's just unbelievable. It's, um, it's interesting that, that uh, he is not getting, apparently, enough coverage. Donald Trump isn't getting enough coverage to expose his distance from reality. That's the argument Jonathan Carl is making. I don't know, between the two of them? I think Trump's far more in command of his faculties than Biden has been for six years. Gary Nolan Zimmer, Radio Network. 25 minutes after 10 o'clock, Gary Nolan Show. I didn't see the 60 Minutes piece on Social Security. Did you, Brian? I did not, no, sir. Social Security Administration has been sending a million letters a year to beneficiaries informing them that they've been overpaid and demanding the money back. In some cases, the overpayment may be several decades old. The amount may be several hundred thousand dollars, even if the beneficiary is mainly living on Social Security income today. Uh, apparently, uh, there's a guy at the Goodman Institute are you saying the government made a mistake? That's uh, impossible. Yeah. No. Yeah, 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 that must be fake news. Social Security sues 32-year-old for benefits he received 21 years ago at age 11. Social Security demands widow repay $300,000 for its own mistakes. 
Social Security clause back an 81-year-old widow uh, for benefits allegedly received 45 years ago. Woo! 60 Minutes uh, did an interview on this, and, and I missed it somehow. Well, we're going to have to take a look at that uh, and, uh, and get in on it. Anyway, let me get back to the topic at hand, which is this polling data that uh, would seem to indicate that uh, Joe Biden is in deep trouble. Uh, in fact, uh, I've got from the New York Times, uh, Siena poll, uh, all the details by state, gender, age, and race. And it is a significant uh, hit uh, for the Democrats. Again, things could change. Things could change. But um, I don't think they're going to change enough to put Biden on top. And that's why I would stroke his ego. I would, I would do the... Uh, I would do the McCaskill thing to the Democrats to make sure he's their guy. Public opinion polls are just a snapshot, but this is not a pretty picture, and it's been getting bad. Biden trails Trump by 10 points in Nevada, 6 in Georgia, 5 in Arizona and Michigan, 4 points in Pennsylvania. He leads only in Wisconsin in the survey... And there by only two points. Those are awful numbers for an incumbent and would add up to more than 300 votes in the Electoral College. Numbers like that could help the GOP pick up the Senate. Um, uh, Senate seats in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. As, and by the way, I do think the Senate is going to go to the Republicans. I'm not sure they're going to hang on to the House, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the Senate's going to go their way. Particularly striking, says the Wall Street Journal, Mr. Biden does worse than even Kamala Harris against Trump. A generic, unnamed Democrat leads Mr. Trump by eight points. This suggests the voters have soured on Mr. Biden in particular, and the survey shows 71% of voters think he's too old to run again, including 51% of Democrats. All right, so let me do a little uh, quick update on this generic candidate. When you do a generic candidate, it oftentimes looks better for the generic candidate because you don't know who it is. You don't, have, you don't know any of the negatives. If the generic Democrat gets a name and a history, uh, if, it, uh, you know, if it's uh, Governor Hairdo that gets the nomination suddenly those numbers change pretty drastically. So that, that's not as bad as it, as it initially sounds. But his numbers are in the tank. And in, in spite of what Jonathan Carl says about uh, Donald Trump, Joe Biden is definitely not in touch with reality. He can hardly walk. He sounds completely disconnected from reality. He is totally going down the dumper on just about everything, uh, including the border, foreign policy, the economy. I mean, everything that's important to anybody, he is running, you know, negatively. Survey after survey, writes the Wall Street Journal show, Mr. Biden is in perilous reelection shape. Bidenomics pitch hasn't worked. Voters remain sore about the rising prices and the fall in real wages. 
His president uh, during his presidency, his age and carriage are huge weaknesses, even against the 77-year-old Mr. Trump. Somebody, somebody needs to really push the Democrats to keep Biden as the nominee. Quick break, Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 1035, glad to have you with us. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Been talking about the polling uh, that just came out, uh, this uh, polling data uh, from the New York Times, showing that uh, in the swing states that, that Biden needs, Trump is ahead. Uh, in some cases, pretty significantly. And what I think the Republicans need to do is take a page out of Claire McCaskill's book. They're doing that right now. The Democrats are doing that to the Republicans with Donald Trump. Well, the Republicans need to do that with Joe Biden. Somebody needs to challenge him. Somebody needs to, to, to accuse him of cowardice. Yeah, you're afraid of Donald Trump. You're going to drop out. We all know it. To make sure he stays in there. And run ads. Run ads just the way Claire McCaskill did. The Republicans should be doing that. Because you need Biden. You know, in all honesty, the Republicans need Joe Biden. 874-9390, toll free. 800-529-5572. Let me go to the phones. Scott is on the line. Good morning. Gary? Yes. Thank you for your show. Thank you. Got some uh, potential uh, uncorroborated inside information on the Democrat search for a candidate in the event that Joe Biden has to unexpectedly step down. According to the Venn diagrams in our meetings with our uh, high-ranking officials, it all connects to somebody needing to have like a Trump-type celebrity uh, from California. And the name came up in the Venn diagram as Jimmy Kimmel. And focus groups are rooting for a Kimmel Harris ticket, and they're going to win with 91 million votes this time. Or not votes, but ballots. Ballots. Ballots, ballots. counts, Gary, not votes. Yeah, but, uh, yeah the Venn diagram. Yeah, Harris loves those Venn diagrams. <laughs> you yes. know. Yes. They, and Jimmy, they, Jimmy would just be kind of a figurehead. Uh, it would still be speeches, Obama. His speeches will never be as funny as uh, Joe Biden's. <laughs> so, well, all right. Thank all right. You thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan show. Great piece. You know, they, they can't they can't replace Kamala Harris with a white guy. They'll there'll be apoplexy uh, across the, the uh, political party. Uh, the Democrat Party will explode right in front of us. The DNC will have flames like leaping out of the windows. So they they can't do that. That's for sure. Um, anyway, uh, let me go to the phones here. And uh, Gary is on the line. Good morning, sir. Yeah, just for discussion's sake, uh, mention that before Biden could drop out, but for discussion's sake, let's just say that he uh, he plays the victim card like Trump, and they uh, they bring all the charges that aren't uh, winnable against him to so he becomes a martyr or because i believe there's some truth that the first charges on trump have no basis no legal basis they're going to get thrown out i believe that trump instigated him 
I really do. Uh, and I think whoever can be the best puppet for Soros and Obama will take Biden's place. And the Democratic circles are calling that other guy. Democratic circles are already uh, fundraising bigger for a candidate to replace Biden than Biden. The money, folks. So, well, I don't I think, think I don't think that Trump orchestrated the uh, the attacks, uh, and I don't think most of them are tr- problematic. But the one in Florida is. Uh, so I I think that uh, the Democrats were McCaskilling the Republicans with him. They realized that every time you threw something at Donald Trump, he got stronger, and they wanted Donald Trump, thinking that he would be the most vulnerable candidate. Well, I think they need to make sure, the Republicans do, that it's Joe Biden he runs against. Yeah, exactly. Would, would the reverse making, God forbid, Biden uh, the, the martyr on charges? Well, uh, I, I don't think so, because he's he pretty universally uh, thought of as uh, addled and aged in, in, uh, right, out of, uh, right out of politics, or that he should be. But I think if they if they just paint him as afraid of Donald Trump, that will guarantee that he doesn't stop, that he doesn't let up, that he runs for uh, re-election. Because that's the kind of guy he is. You got that right. There's a lot of strategy. I I still don't think he'll be the candidate, though. I if the no Democrats matter. are smart at the last minute, they will pull the rug out from under his feet and put somebody else in there. Uh, and and that will give them an edge in the general election if they can find the right Democrat to do it with. But I think you know we need to challenge. Uh, we need to challenge them. Uh, you're afraid. He's you know he, he's afraid of of Donald Trump. Uh, find ways to keep him the nominee. All right. Thank you very much, Gary. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I think that makes it you know I think that makes it uh, much easier for the Republicans. In either case, uh, that uh, that keeps uh, Joe Biden in the race. Um, there is a. Uh, by the way, in that uh, I looked at the breakdown on that uh, uh, New York Times poll, and a stunning number of minorities are in, in in Donald Trump's corner. So if the polling data holds up, uh, <laughs> Joe Biden isn't. Deep doo-doo. There is a a 2018 study of people who have been prescribed opioids. I bring this up because we have the stupid PDMP and the stupid war on drugs. And it really irritates me. And they're suing the snot out of these companies that that sell opioids, drugstores, pharmaceutical companies. Well... And what they're suggesting, and I, I know you've heard this. Uh, somebody went in; they were prescribed uh, opioids for pain. They got addicted; it ruined their lives, and blah blah blah. And so, we just we've been shoving these uh, these prescriptions out the window, and and we shouldn't have been. And uh, these drugstores are responsible. What was the latest? Was it Walgreens, Brian, that uh, just had to pay a ton? No, it was Rite Aid. I think so, yeah. I think it was right. They just had to pay a ton of money because they were filling the prescriptions and they should have known better and blah, blah, blah. 2018 study of people prescribed opioids. 
found that just 1% of people who took prescriptions for pain medication following surgery showed signs of opioid misuse. Just 1%. That's why you're giving up all your private information. So I get all these regulations that make it hard to get pain relief for people with chronic pain. Because 1%. Other research shows that even people classified as excessive drinkers, eight drinks a week for women, 15 for men, are not alcohol dependent. That is, they show no signs of withdrawal and report no increased tolerance for beer, wine, or spirits. Now, we bring this up because, you know, these people who are, who are actually taking more opioids are apparently uh, just so totally incapacitated that they can't, they can't work. But even alcohol, uh, and much less the opioids, that doesn't seem to be the case. Somewhere between 60 and 75% of people diagnosed with substance use disorder reach remission. One need not agree with figures such as uh, Columbia neuroscience uh, Carl Hart, who's written about the, uh, his responsible heroin use, or uh, Solom, who's 2003 Jacob Solom. Uh, solemn uh, books saying yes is a defense of drug use to understand that most people manage their legal and illegal or illicit substances pretty well. In other words, if we just leave them alone, most of them will get help on their own. Not all of them, but most of them. And now you have to ask yourself, are we winning that war? We're giving up our freedom. We're giving up our medical history to the government. We're making it nearly impossible for people with chronic pain to get relief. All of this for a very insignificant portion of the general public. And of those people, most of them on their own will get help. When do we wake up? When do we stop playing this game? All right, it is the Gary Nolan Show. It is the Zimmer Radio Network. And when we come back, a little more of Matt Gates, because it was such a great speech on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 10.50, 10 to 11. Glad to have you with us. Uh, let's see, uh, those polls that we're talking about, the uh, Trump-Biden polls. Uh, Don't factor in those pesky mail-in ballots that are so legit. Uh, Keith says, new focus group finds Biden will drop out. The ticket will be Harris and Dylan Mulvaney. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, All right. Matt Gates gave such a great speech. I've been playing excerpts of it throughout the program, about a minute or so at a time. Uh, And here he comments about how Fox News was ripping him apart uh, because he was trying to get a, a speaker that was a little bit more conservative and their response after he succeeded. But you notice those Fox News hosts really do seem to like our new speaker. Funny how that works. I'm sure glad they like the result. Some people called me vile, crazy, 
an agent of chaos. And that was just the congressional Republicans. They said far worse about me than they ever did Jack Smith or Ali Mayorkas or Merrick Garland or Christopher Wray or even Joe Biden. And by the way, Joe Biden deserves impeachment and Hunter Biden deserves a damn subpoena. Oh no, those rhino Republicans were so mad at me, but my sin wasn't deficit spending the dollar away or opening the border or arresting my political opponents. I did something far worse. I demanded that Republican congressmen actually keep their word to Republican voters. The response has been uh, was uh, terrific to his speech. Uh, again, I don't always agree with everything that he says, but I think he was standing on principle, uh, and I think they eviscerated him uh, unfairly. And I think the speaker is just a titch more conservative, a titch more Republican than, uh, than we had before. It's not easy. It's not easy. Uh, a middle schooler has been suspended and banned from a sporting event after being accused of wearing blackface. I looked at the picture of this kid. Brian, did you see the picture of the kid? No, I did not. He, he's not wearing blackface. He's, oh, he's, that one. Yes, I did see that. It's the, uh, you know, the black stuff that they put on their eyes to prevent glare. Yeah, it comes down his cheeks, under his chin. It doesn't cover his forehead. Yeah, there's nothing on his Big forehead. Big chunk of the face. Blackface. Um, it's the whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Uh, the only thing you see are lips and eyes. And, uh, and that was blackface. And uh, you know, it was it was done a lot, uh, I guess, uh, up until probably the 1940s or 50s. And this kid goes to this game, and he's wearing this black... Uh, God, I hope it's not shoe polish, because, boy, that might be tough to get off. But he's wearing this black kind of design on his face. And the school said it was blackface, and they they punished him for it. Uh, this is uh, Maryland's middle school. Uh, the kid is uh, is uh, going to school. It's in San Diego, California. Suspended, completely banned from future sporting events uh, because he was wearing war paint on his face. This was at La Jolla School uh, a, a football game. And I'm looking at this picture, and it is not blackface. Uh, I, they got a photograph of the kid that was taken uh, the, the night of the game. Uh, he wasn't the only student to have a painted face there. Uh, there were no reports of him displaying any bad behavior at the game. In fact, security guards and police officers were present the entire night without incident. Uh, one security guard who happened to be uh, African-American descent even reportedly joked with the student to make his spikes bigger by adding more more paint and they suspended this kid you know I've seen pictures of politicians like Prime Minister uh, Trudeau or we could talk about uh, Governor in, in, in Virginia not our current one and, and they really were in blackface 
And that was okay. But this kid who's wearing a, a kind of a, a fight makeup thing on his face, they ban him from sporting affairs. If I were the parents, I'd be upset, and the, his parents are. They want his name cleared. Can you imagine having that on your record as a student? That it, And it would show up on his record. Racist, blackface, that whole thing. The libs of TikTok talked with uh, an attorney who specializes in constitutional and free speech issues. And she's actually worked on cases involving blackface before, including one where two teen boys sued a school in California over being accused of blackface. And the Supreme Court has several times dealt with the issue of students' off-campus speech. There are serious constitutional problems uh, on what, uh, what the, uh, the uh, school did. And this school is going to pay. And hopefully this gets expunged from his record. What a horrible thing to label for a kid. Especially a kid his age. I mean, he looks like he's what, Brian? 14? Yeah. At best? Yep. Just a kid going to a damn football game. Once again, common sense has completely disappeared from our society. There's and none it, left. And it's particularly in the schools. The schools are... are They're causing it. This where it festers. Uh, this is uh, the audio. This is moment from a high school debate uh, on what white kids face in our society, uh, in schools every day. And, uh, Brian, you asked me to translate this, and I listened to it. Yeah. All right. I'm finally going to get the answer I was looking for all weekend. Uh, no. 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 I, I listened to this kid rant, and I got, I've got no idea... I have no idea what what uh, what she's ranting about. How much time do I have here? What about a minute. I about a minute. I may have to wait until next hour to play this <laughs> because people have got to listen. Uh, they've got to hear this. Yeah, this came from some kind of a Zoom call that students supposedly were sitting there, each debating specific issues that were important to them. And this one person, <laughs> they come on, and they're go. I mean, this person goes off. I don't know what she had for breakfast, man. But I don't it, want any of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you want to avoid that. So we'll uh, we'll play that for you uh, when we come back in the next hour. A little more Matt Gates as well. Uh, we invite you to join us eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two, or you just. Go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message, it pops up here in studio. By the way, no cookies, no ads. You won't see, you know, something pop up on your screen when you go there because you were looking at uh, tablecloths last week. We don't do that. No cookies. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 